national security leak that rivals Edward Snowden in 2013, U.S. Congressman Zach Nunn is here to discuss the fallout from this historic treasonous act and what steps must be taken to secure America's secrets. And on one of the world's most dangerous migrant routes, Executive Director of the Center for Immigration Studies, Mark Gregorian, tells us about the dangerous Darien Gap between Colombia and Panama and the escalated numbers of people in search of the American dream, but at what cost? And this investigation is moving along at a lot faster pace, I think, than most people predicted. That's House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. It doesn't look good for POTUS, he says. Intel expert Ilana Friedman has the growing list of Hunter associates who visited the White House when Joe Biden was vice president. It's all next, friends, on Viewpoint this Sunday. the lies and deceit and bring forth real talk from real people about real news providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour this is viewpoint this sunday welcome to the weekend news magazine viewpoint this sunday it is malcolm out loud here think we're at a point now in the country where what I see, the Democrats are really working hard and overtime to build, to bring down Donald Trump. Republicans are working really hard to bring down Joe Biden. We're right now, this is, it's kind of fisticuffs. That's the way I see it, is what's transpiring in our nation. Also, it's an interesting way that our adversaries, enemies, and our allies, for that matter, are watching uh, and probably wondering what the hay is going on in America. And on that point right now, let's bring on Congressman Zach Nunn joins me. <laughs> Congressman Nunn uh, serves in Iowa's 3rd Congressional District and uh, past the 90-day mark now. Uh, Zach, is that right? Malcolm, yeah, we're uh, just about to 100 days serving in D.C. We were in one of those toss-up races, beating a Democrat incumbent and became part of the majority-making freshman class. Yeah. And Malcolm, I'm happy to say it is a diverse class of veterans, uh, men and women, and uh, of probably the most ethnically diverse uh, freshman class we've had on the Republican side ever. So it's a great group of people to be working with. Yeah, that's great. And that's my sense as well. And there are some fighters in there like yourself. I know that much. So this is a beautiful thing. Also, let me remind folks that um, Zach Nunn is also a U.S. Air Force officer, and uh, he was also the former uh, state senator in Iowa, by the way. Uh, and um, he's a uh, uh, retired lieutenant colonel, served our, our nation in the highest order uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan as well, and uh, just a, a tremendous uh, patriot. Um, okay, so I, I look at this now. I want to step back, and I, I look at things um, probably a little different, uh, uh, Congressman, than most other folks. But I do look at it as sort of a fisticuffs in our country, and I look at what people are thinking, because right now each party is focused on trying to take each one down. All the attention right now over the next uh, many months is going to be focused on that, because guess what? 2024 is you can feel the, 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 the air on the back of your neck right now. It's coming quick now, and all focus is going to be on that because our country's at stake right now. 
But I want to talk specifically about the national security leaks, what's transpired with this National Guardsmen, uh, some of the specific things that have happened that have been leaked out that show how egregious uh, we, we just discovered there's more spy balloons running around. We just discovered there's uh, more intelligence about Ukraine. Uh, we just discovered a whole lot of things uh, from these leaks, which did a lot of harm. You're, you're absolutely right. And look, I've flown um, multiple combat missions and uh, have served as an intelligence officer on a recon plane, both in the Middle East, in Asia, and uh, most recently as a commander against Russia. The Everything from the balloons that we saw at the beginning of the year where the Biden administration was not only completely caught flat-footed, but that they had no plan in how to engage the Chinese to either deter or destroy these balloons as soon as they were identified by great Americans out in Montana, by the way, who were the first ones to call the administration out for this, to what we've seen just in the past few weeks here, where we have top secret level, secure, compartmentalized information. This is TSSEI, information that could cause grievous national damage to both American national security, but also to, as an intelligence officer, what we call our sources and methods those men and women and capabilities we have that are very sensitive, very fragile, very likely to be injured if discovered, if not outright killed, being hemorrhaged by our own intelligence apparatus to a point where we have um, disclosed how the United States is operating in Ukraine. We've given fodder to the Russians. We've caused a rift between South Korea and the United States. We have called out Egypt inadvertently for their potential sale of weapons to Russia. These are all things that have a cascading effect. Wow. And I want to be very clear here, Malcolm, this is something that could have been prevented back when President Biden was Vice President Biden and allowed so many of these leakers like Snowden and Manning to get away pretty much scot-free. You know, there was a lot of changes made back in 2013. Uh, with Edward Snowden, that leak you just referenced, in fact, Congressman, there was a lot of things changed, uh, you know, be, the, uh, how vulnerable we were. And but obviously, it, when you say, well, was it enough? Here's the question people are asking. I'm here most every moment here. How does an Air National Guardsman, a 21 year old, have access to this information? People are asking. Let me answer back to you what I think what I've discovered in my research, what is why he had access to it. Uh, and I quote here, it's not like your regular IT guy where you call a help desk and they come fix your computer. Uh, the, these are officials now that are saying this in government. They're, they're working on a very highly classified system. So they require that clearance. So the way they get this high level clearance is because of the system they're working on. So that's the answer to that question. The problem is, was this guy vetted properly enough or who was watching the the, the farm as this kid was on this discord, just having fun with, you know, parties with people and throwing stuff in private rooms how do we stop this from happening again? Malcolm, you, you're asking the absolutely right question. And this is the challenge. Look, I've worked in counterintelligence for the better part of two decades. Okay. And the age to me is not the concern. The fact of the matter is we have 18-year-old Marines posted around the world right now to levy lethal action against the threat to the United States. And we've entrusted and we've trained them to do that. So I know there are a million good military members out there who have had access to some of the nation's closest secrets and they have not betrayed it so let's just start with that 
the fact of the matter is the overwhelming majority of folks are doing the right thing. Unfortunately, we're in a situation where this administration specifically has allowed a guy like Edward Snowden to leave the country with a treasure trove of secrets and now become a Russian citizen. We had Private Manning, who in Iraq took information for basically just a beef with the U.S. Department of Defense and leaked in hemorrhage information that put sources and methods in a compromised position. And then you have a President Obama who pardons this private early because of something to do with a transgender conversation, nothing to do with national security. That is shameful and dangerous. And then we have a situation now where we have an individual who it appears is working in an IT shop in a highly classified intelligence unit, the same type of intelligence unit that I would have been running uh, when I was leading the Air National Guard in Iowa. And these type of breaches should be prevented within what they call the SCIF, the Secure Compartmentalized Information Facility, so that there is a check for who goes in. There are no electronic devices in there. And then there is a review by a security officer before you leave. But it appears that this IT tech, who has access to some of the nation's most classified amalgamated secrets, so this is not the raw intel, this is a finished product. So he's seeing it at the very final end before it goes to senior military leadership for decision making, decided to fold it up, put it in his pocket, and escape out of the skiff repeatedly, wow. and then post it on a by invitation only Discord chat room. And here's my follow-on concern who else had access to that information who solicited that information from him was this he himself who chose to do this and who else within that discord chat has now been exposed to it and been collecting it are we doing any type of an investigation on that what i know is the department of justice is going after this airman the department of defense is going after the damage assessment but there needs to be a follow-on evaluation on what the administration has thus far failed to do and going after the other individuals who were involved in this and were exposed to this information. Yeah, uh, perfectly said. Uh, do you think there will be other people fall in this case? I, I absolutely think so. Uh, look, this is a review that the Air Force needs to do. This is a review the Air National Guard needs to re review on how they held it um, accountable at the tactical level, meaning at that in installation. But there needs to be a larger conversation here. Look, post 9-11, we saw a tragic stovepipe of high-level intelligence, intelligence that could have helped deter or even prevent the events that surrounded 9-11 and shortly thereafter. What we don't want to do is returning to everybody hoarding all their information and none of it getting shared. But equally, we need to have an honest conversation with ourselves. Does everyone need to have access at that top-secret SDI level who is exposed to this information? The IT guy, that's a perfect example of somebody who should have a limited access to the network but not the information on that network. The question is, lessons learned and how do they apply those lessons uh, moving forward? But the damage is done. You can't pull that curtain back at all. I mean, it's out there now. It's done. Uh, it's just something we can uh, band-aid quickly. I'm talking about the damage from the leaks, um, the specific leaks now that are out there, Congressman. It, is this something that we can band-aid over quickly? Or do you see some real-world uh, repercussions from these multiple and myriad of incidents here? Yeah, I definitely see lasting damage to sources and methods, particularly on our overseas collection capabilities surrounding Ukraine, Korea, and Egypt. Now, that being said, I want to compliment those officers who are on the front line in tracking this down in the first two weeks. As I said, the administration was asleep at the switch and knowing that this was out there. Uh, it's very concerning that there may be 
other aspects out there that are not public or that this person um, out of the Massachusetts Air National Guard was careless. There are probably a lot of actors out there who are far more lethal and far more trained. And that's our foreign intelligence adversaries who now know that they have the ability to start looking at targets like this, soft targets. But the compliment does go to the fact that after it was identified, they moved very quickly ahead of the media to track down the IP addresses for this information on Discord, to go back to the source, to build a profile of uh, the airman in Massachusetts and apprehend him before that information was deleted. So there's a clear chain of custody to identify who else may have been involved in this um, net of leaked information. Put all that there on the side now a moment with this major national security story. And uh, this other thing with uh, James uh, Comer, the um, chairman there of that committee, and what he's after now with with, uh, Biden seems to be a lot of smoke and guns are coming to the surface right now. And looks to be a lot of this is going to uh, come to some sort of a moment just ahead from what we're gathering and what the uh, chairman is sharing with us all. What's your thoughts or sense of what's transpiring right now with the Biden family uh, right now? And he's on the verge of talking about his next run for the uh, second term. I don't even know how that happens under these circumstances. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, hey, let me preface this with the fact that I'm just a guy from Iowa. But what we do in Iowa real well is we vet presidential contenders with the first in the nation caucus state. and We've got a long track record Amen. of doing it well. We don't always pick the winner. But as a farm kid, I'm pretty good at smelling out bullshit. And that's a great way to be able to kick off the people <laughs> who should not be president. Now, what the Biden administration has done is they are so scared to come out and talk to everyday Iowans or everyday Americans and do the type of retail politics that's required to win in a caucus in a primary state. Also, like our colleagues in New Hampshire, that they handpicked a state that let President Biden sweep the nomination Uh, two years ago on the Democratic side and went back to South Carolina. Now, I love South Carolina, and there's some great presidential contenders coming out there on the Republican side. But what the Democrats are trying to do is buy a state where the president doesn't even have to show up, doesn't have to talk to people. They can buy a slick ad campaign and ensure there's no primary contender. That's a disservice to the American people because Americans deserve the right to ask those candidates who seek the highest offices in the land, first and foremost, what they're going to do for them. And that means they have to be present. We saw President Biden do this during COVID. He hit the basement. So what the House Republicans have done, I think this is very good. They put together, you know, three committees. You talked about Cromer on oversight. He's doing a great job evaluating both the legal aspects and the claims made against the Biden team. But I'm going to open it up bigger. We also have a select committee on the weaponization of the federal government against the American people. And this is a real look at how the administration writ large, bigger than just Biden, but the bureaucracy is writing memos in the middle of the night that change the landscape of American law. And that's something that Congress is charged with, not the administration. So this is really trying to rein in what the um, bureaucracy is attempting to do. And the third one that I'll mention is the you know select committee on the threat coming from China. And Mike Gallagher, the chairman there, has done a phenomenal job in really highlighting, I think in a very unified Republican and Democrat way, that the threat from China is immediate. And if we allow this to continue to spiral out of control, everything from Chinese stealing farmland here in the Midwest to Chinese undermining U.S. interests abroad to direct Chinese operators flying over U.S. airspace, 
we've got to stand up to them today because two years from now, at the end of the Biden administration, we'll be two years too late. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that, Congressman. And that that was awesome uh, to get that information out there. Uh, In the last moment or so we have, I I definitely want to get your um, your insight, your thoughts on uh, this indictment uh, with uh, Alvin Bragg on uh, Donald Trump. That's the other side of this where I started with the fisticuffs. Um, But uh, what do you make of that? And uh, in really the bigger picture of how we are really tearing each other apart in our nation, we're not working together by any stretch. And I don't see any sign of that happening soon. What do you say to that uh, story, please? Yeah, so let's be very clear. No man is above the law, but no man should be unafforded the protections of the law. The president, uh, Trump, has been indicted and we're going to see where the court case goes here. But I also want to highlight that, you know, the DA out of New York, Alvin Bragg here, has decided to make this his number one issue. It gets his name in the paper. It gets his profile up. He's an elected official. At the same time, he's using all this bandwidth to go after the president on, um, you know, something that his predecessors never did. But the violent crime in New York continues to roil that community. So I would really encourage the DA to consider what is the most pressing threat to his immediate community and start working those issues um, rather than trying to get their name in the paper for indicting things which none of his predecessors believe there was enough information to go forward with. It's going to be an interesting uh, game of politics in the next many months. We're at a very interesting point, I think, between now and 2024. Um, you have the same sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're at an inflection point in yeah. not just American history, uh, but really the impact that we have going forward. And this is why I've said consistently, I'm ready to move on from relitigating six years ago between Republicans and Democrats and really finding a pathway a vision, if you will, for the next four years that serves the American people. And that should be bigger than either party. We all have a responsibility, particularly now that I'm elected, to hold Washington accountable. I'm back in my district every single week. I just spent the Easter weekend going out to all 21 counties, talking to farmers, talking to small business owners, talking to Americans about what their priorities are. The things they want, they want a safe country, they want a successful country, and they want a Washington that works for them. The political sideshow, they're tired of. Yeah, I've seen some of your videos and, and pieces there, and you're doing a tremendous job uh, for Americans and uh, for Iowans, and uh, it's really, really cool to see that. Uh, Congressman Zach Nunn, it is uh, clearly always our privilege to have you here on uh, America Out Loud Talk Radio. And uh, John, thank you for joining us on Viewpoint this Sunday, sir. Malcolm, a real privilege. Thanks to you and your listeners. Keep up the fight for America. Thank you. Absolutely. What a great uh, line that is. He, the congressman puts out that keep up the fight for America. Let that resonate in your soul, friends, please. Keep up the fight for America. A quote from Congressman Zach Nunn right there. Uh, friends, we're going to take a quick pause here now. And up next, uh, the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies, Mark Gregorian, joins us. Big story coming up on the Darien Gap here on immigration and a whole lot more. Stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. 
I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, povidone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Well, listen, this uh, immigration business, uh, the the cartel and uh, this entire immigration fiasco has become so big and really kind of so routine, if you think about it this way. My sense of what concerns me the most is that it has fast become almost normal behavior, you see? And, I, and what I fear most is that the majority of Americans have turned the channel. It, it's almost become a way of life. It, we've seen the images so much and the pictures and the sound bites and that that concerns me a, a great deal. That it's like you don't even really pay attention anymore because it's become so routine. And this is one of the big problems Um I think facing us with this immigration battle. A couple of interesting things to talk about here next. And let's uh, bring on here uh, one of the best in this uh, particular business, Mark Gregorian. Uh, he is the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies uh, since 1995. And of course, you all know CIS is an independent nonpartisan research organization in Washington, D.C., uh, CIS.org. It's everything immigration. And so, Mark, you follow it uh about as close as anybody I know, and uh, always has a, a, a pretty good take on things. Um, it's one of the most dangerous migrant routes, uh, period, out there, and it's the Darien Gap I'm speaking about, Mark, and we're, we're speaking about with Colombia and Panama come together, and the numbers are staggering. Two United Nations groups said the number of migrants crossing this uh, Darien Gap between uh, Colombia and Panama uh, could soar to as many as 400,000 this year. It represents a increase of... Uh, from the 250,000 migrants that crossed last year, but also other reports show early data for 2023 show six times as many uh, are making the track from January through March, uh, already at 87,000 plus. It was only 13 last year, which was already a crisis. And I see some of the videos and images and they're stunning. What do you make of this here, first of all? Well, I mean, no, this is really out of control. And the reason people are coming through this area is because Biden has essentially invited them. I mean, people are responding to our policies and uh, we incentivize coming to the border and turning yourself in, especially if you have a kid. And so more people are going to do it. And, you know, this Darien Gap place, it sounds kind of, uh, you know, it sort of sounds kind of generic, but it's actually, like you said, it's that part of Eastern Panama where, Colombia joins it, sort of the end of South America, the beginning of North America. But it's the only place that has no roads. You can drive from Alaska 
down to southern Chile on you know by car. This is the one place in the road from the basically from the Arctic to the Antarctic that doesn't have any roads. It's so impass not impassable, but it's such thick jungle, so dangerous that there's no roads there. Well, that's why people are coming through there. People from South America and even from Africa and Asia and Europe, they fly into Brazil or Ecuador, and then they make their way north. And there's no bus lines through the Darien Gap, so everybody has to walk. All kinds of people end up getting robbed, raped, killed. There routinely people see bodies, skulls even, of people who have uh, died. And um, it's happening because we are encouraging it. There's always going to be some people who are going to want to illegally immigrate to the United States, no matter what we do, uh, no matter how hard we make it and how much we try to disincentivize it. There are some people who are going to do it anyway, and that's on them. But when we have the situation with the Biden administration, where we reward illegal immigration, where people come across and are let go, Something like 2 million illegal immigrants, they snuck across the border, 2 million of them have been actually let go into the United States by the Biden administration. There's been more than that, but some have been turned away, but 2 million have been let go into the country. None of them is ever going to leave, and they take, you know, they send texts home, they send selfies home, hey, the Border Patrol let us go, why don't you try it too? In research on this topic here, Mark, um... I've seen many, many reports are read. Uh, one particular headline uh, from CNN said, uh, on one of the world's most dangerous migrant routes, a cartel makes millions off the American dream. We'll touch on that in a moment here, but it's exactly what you just said. It says to get closer to freedom, they have risked it all. Masked robbers and rapists, exhaustion, snake bites, broken ankles, ankles murder, hunger, having to choose who to help and who to leave behind. The uh, trek across the Darien Gap, uh, this remote, roadless, mountainous rainforest connecting South and Central America is one of the most popular and perilous walks on Earth. Now, Mark, I've seen some of the images, quite a few actually. See some of the video shots. I have to tell you, uh, as a man of humanity myself, uh, my heart sunk, truly, truly sunk. Uh, to think, you know, back to what you're talking about with the Biden administration, they basically have put out a red carpet treatment. And they, this is if anybody thinks this is in the face of compassion, you are sadly mistaken. This is the most horrible situation ever. The danger he has put so many people on. And I say he this this group of people around him, this administration, clearly. And my heart sunk to see the images of the children walking alone in the forest. The, the shots of all these things happening and they're just, they got fear in their eyes and their face and they're moving, just moving. And there are swarms of people and some of the videos, you just can't even believe it coming out of the trees and they're all like blown up. And I'm sure you've seen a gazillion of these pictures, but where's the humanity in this Mark is the real problem here. Yeah. Well, sure. Uh, now to give the Biden administration people their due, most of them are not cynical manipulators. They think they're doing the right thing. Huh. The problem is that they're not thinking. 
they're sort of looking at pictures and like little children are saying, oh, you know, we should, we got to let these people in. What we need is grownups who can think about actual humanitarian responses because luring people to come to the border by taking these risks at the Darien Gap and then all kinds of other risks before and after the Darien Gap too. I mean, that's just the most dramatic yeah. place where there's danger people you know hop on these these freight trains in mexico to get to the border quicker mm -hmm. some of them fall off get their legs cut off people are uh a large share of girls and women are sexually uh, abused on their way even after the darien gap through central america and mexico so there's all kinds of terrible stuff that happens uh, Mark, there are two points to this that bother me uh, to what you say there. And uh, the first being that you're saying maybe they think they're doing it for the right reasons. Humanity are very unassuming, that kind of thing. But I have to tell you, really truthfully, I have to believe these people have some level of intelligence. I would have to imagine, although I do question that sometimes if you're working for the federal government, if you do have any. But assuming they do have some. Uh, they have to know what we're talking about here. But you'd, you'd have to be a complete moron not to look at what we're looking at, Mark, and come away thinking you're doing something good for humanity. You've got to, I'm, I'm just sorry, but I don't buy that, Mark. You've got to have a couple of screws loose if you even think if, that. Yeah, no, I understand that. But even, even those people, and look, there's plenty of smart people working for right. the government, even this well, administration. Where are they? Um, where are they? Yeah, well, no, but my point is that <laughs> even those who get, who understand what's going on, yeah, yeah. cannot bring themselves I guess. to do what they have to do because deporting anybody, yeah. not just, I mean, criminals, okay, they can live with that, although they don't even, yeah. they're not even deporting that many criminals anymore, yeah. but yeah. deporting someone who's not a rapist or a, or a terrorist or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and having that person, you know, lose all the money he spent and his dreams are dashed, and that's, you know, you that's that doesn't make, uh, it doesn't make them feel good. Mm -hmm. They cannot do that because they cannot connect the fact that making that one person, you know, uh, feel sad mm -hmm. is going to save the lives of dozens of other people and control the situation. They're they're um, they sort of have a tunnel vision, a kind of childish view Maybe. of uh, morality and yeah. of cause and effect. Here's what really gets me, and I think you'll agree with me here because I haven't talked with you years back on this. They know it seems to me that they no longer represent the American people. I mean, the quality of life here and the economics of this on the pure fundamentals of, of that is so out of whack. And now with the extremity of all of these millions and millions of people, as you say, that are being just injected into these uh, cities and towns all over the country. But we're just talking about the fact that they're supposed to represent the American people. What happened to that theory, Mark? What happened yeah, to that? Cl clearly, that's not the case. Right. Uh, I mean, in other words, what you're saying is accurate. They're not representing. No. They don't see themselves. No. As, as being tasked with representing the interests. I don't get that. I don't get that. Because they're... They're, it's not so much that they're anti-American. Now, some of them, let's face it, frankly, they are. But for the most part, and I I'm always, you know, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt most of the time. It's not that they're anti-American. It's that they're post-American. They're like these European bureaucrats who don't, you know, who view the EU as their thing rather than their actual country that they belong to. It's a similar thing here. 
much of our elite, including some of our corporate elite, the people who want lower taxes and what have you, but this is especially bad on the left, mm. they don't see them. They don't consider uh, that they have a responsibility, a special responsibility mm. to the American people who put them where they are. That's right. They That's see right. themselves as citizens of the world. Yeah. And if somebody from uh, you know Angola and live in Brazil for many years as this family that we had encountered had lived there, had a kid there, but wanted to trade up to the United States <laughs> just because Biden is letting them do it. That's Who it. are we to say they shouldn't yeah. be allowed to do that? That's right. basically the way they view this yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, that's the, what we said. It's a red carpet treatment. When you put that out, you're going to get them. And that's yep. exactly what's happening. And moving that forward to you know this whole American dream that people are reaching for and this red carpet thing, um, you know, um, there is, uh, you know, we talk, all right, fundamentally, there are so many things here. Uh, your mind just just can't even uh, grab onto all of this. You think about the drug trade. You think about the cartels. You think about the, the fentanyl crisis that's happening. You think about the deaths. You think about the rape. You think about the human trafficking. You think about the crime and the, all the problems and the humanity issues we've already discussed here. And you deal with the economics and the quality of life that is decimated. And there's a price to pay for all this. And we're not paying this right now. But future generations are going to pay the price for everything that's happening right now. Everything that's transpiring right now is going to become a problem for future generations. We're already paying the price, depending on where you are. I mean, that was why, for instance, the mayor of New York, remember, he was screaming bloody murder about all those people being sent to New York. New York has spent eight hundred million dollars on these migrants that biden has led into the country that's just new york city in fact they're cutting back services for americans in new york city because they're running out of money because of all the money they're spending so you're completely right but my point is the cost it people are seeing it now in some places it's not just down the road it's it's now as well yeah, no, that's a great point. Thank you for that. But 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 you know the, the real epicenter of this problem is years ahead. You know sure. that. I mean, yep. we we don't we're not there. But the, yeah, no, we're paying. There are people paying a price right now. There's an interesting uh, article uh, I want to share with you. Let me just tell you about. I want to get your opinion on this uh, from Dr. Stephen Latula uh, on America Out Loud up at the top there now. We are losing battle after battle in the war for American sovereignty. And this gets into uh, Mayorkas here, uh, Alexandra Mayorkas, uh, the uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, who has been drilled, as you know, from Congress up there. And he's very smug when he's up there and so on and so forth. And and Latulip, Dr. Latulip goes on and says, um, uh, Mayorkas stonewalled uh, Senator uh, John Kennedy and the American people, his refusal to be held accountable for his intentional incompetence at the border reveals him as a proven enemy of the state. All that he says conflicts with what he actually does. Nothing he does protects America. We have three Senate responses to DHS Secretary Mayorkas's lies, willful incompetence and evasion of questioning, skepticism, skepticism about his motives, encouraged resignation and the suggestion that he should be fired. That's it. Mayorkas may have no credibility, but still he has one. He now will continue his efforts to bring America to its knees. He is a Benedict Arnold, a traitor. But like the illegals entering our country, he has free reign. Is this really the best we can do? Let me pose that question to you, Mark. Is that the best we can do? No, obviously we could do better. The problem with 
Mayorkas, and it's not just Mayorkas, he's just the face of the Biden administration's immigration policy, is that they don't really believe in American sovereignty. They don't think that that's a, a right thing. Oh, wow. In fact, I've gone farther than this. I, you know, my sense is the people running administra- the immigration in this administration don't believe that immigration law itself is morally legitimate. They think it's like Jim Crow, literally. And so undermining immigration limits and immigration controls, not for terrorists and stuff, they'll concede that. I'm talking about regular people. Most illegal aliens are regular people. That keeping them out is like uh, segregation in the South. Mm-hmm. And that undermining immigration law is heroic mm-hmm. so that they can't be shamed into doing the right thing because they think they're mm-hmm. already doing the right thing and that everybody else including the actual law passed by Congress, is immoral. Hmm. So the only way to deal with that is impeachment and defeat in elections, because there is yeah. no, yeah. you can't, there's no difference to split there. There's no compromise possible yeah. between a perspective that believes immigration law itself is immoral hmm. and the idea of American sovereignty. There's no difference to split. Yeah. There's no compromise. They simply have to be removed from office. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, always good to get your wisdom and um, your experience. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a job ahead. Uh, thank you, sir, for joining us on Viewpoint this Sunday. Thanks for having me on. Well, the website to find out more about immigration is cis.org. And there's a whole litany of information there, and uh, which Mark Gregorian is the uh, uh, executive director and driver there. But they, they've got a great group of people. So check that out, friends, cis.org. Also, check out The Wellness Company, one of the newest um, uh, curated uh, sponsors of America Out Loud. And, and what a program this is. A lot of our friends and families and others are suffering uh, with the uh, long COVID and vaccine problems, uh, boosters and vaccine injuries, that kind of thing. Uh, it's pretty common. And, you know, healthy immune system is vital here, which I tell you about all the time. Uh, so uh, Spike Support is a fantastic product that you need to know about. Uh, and it's because of the uh, ingredients of what's in Spike Support that'll help uh, you uh, with the, these harmful effects of the buildup of spike protein from all of these things that I just share with you. Uh, th- this is the problem, why people are suffering and with inflammation of the heart, blood clotting, lung damage, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we really sort of sometimes get a little too lax here with our health. I'm detecting that from messages coming in. People saying, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And they got it again. And it's really, the, there are things you need to do, friends. The nasal hygiene, I'll tell you about all the time, Cofix RX and, and, and Clear, uh, remarkable products. But Spike Support is a new one here I want to tell you about. The website is OutLoudCare outloudcare.com you get 25% off spike support and it's got the uh, the natto kinase in there and which is the uh, really an amazing ingredient from Japan that uh, it's got dandelion root and black seed extract and just a whole lot of ingredients that'll help you along with the uh, the natto um, kinase there uh, so check out the uh, spike support and there's a wellness program there for doctor visits and so much more friends uh, outloudcare.com or just click the banner ads back at americaoutloud.com. Okay, 
We're going to move it along here now uh, to uh, really um, the uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. And there's some surprising things here happening with the Biden investigations. It's um, going to be quite surprising here. Stay right there, friends. More viewpoint in just a moment. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is indeed Malcolm Allout here, yours truly. And uh, hey, listen, happy seventh anniversary uh, to uh, America Out Loud. You know, I never really know whether to call it an anniversary or a birthday. Some call it an anniversary, some call it a birthday. I'm not sure which, so I'm celebrating both today. How's that? And uh, but it is seven years in the making, for sure. Uh, we launched this amazing platform of amazing people back in April of, uh, in the year of our Lord, 2016, by the way. And so seven uh, amazing years we are celebrating here this month of April. I want to dive a little more now into this Biden and uh, some comments from the um, uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, as well as some other things. Let me bring on one of uh, one of our favorites for sure. Ilana Friedman uh, joins me here, and uh, she's a veteran intelligence analyst. And she has been a, a mar- marvelous advisor uh, and um, just a person of great integrity uh, to this platform for many, many years. And uh, really appreciate uh, Ilana's contributions. We haven't heard from her in a bit, so excited to have you on. Ilana, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Malcolm. Good to be back. Oh, it's good to hear your voice, man. <laughs> uh, uh, my, my wife always says she always references you as her girl. She says she loves you, by the way. She says, oh, how, how, I don't know Thank if you, you know that, but I share that with listeners. Right? She always does. I'm serious. She'll say, how's my girl doing? And she references Ilana Friedman as she loves you. She absolutely loves you. I always says follow you over the years. How do you like that? Huh? Right? I, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, more, more fans than you think. And uh, my wife is surely one of them amongst millions of others who love you. So, all right. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, he says this investigation is moving along at a lot faster pace, I think, than most people would have predicted. He then says in a message he put out on a news uh, channel, it doesn't look good for at POTUS. And he tagged at 
POTUS in there so that POTUS or his people, because obviously POTUS ain't on there, but on Twitter would see that post, which I thought was interesting. So he's uh, putting it out there. And this comes back to a lot of the business partners. And so what's happened now is that... uh, that they there's a they've got a lot of smoking guns. They're talking to a lot of the business associates. He said, and he said this, Ilana. He said, if you're looking at everyone who's ever been in business with Biden, whether it be Hunter Biden or Joe Biden, none of them ended well. None of the businesses ended well at all. Any money that was transferred in from China or adversaries around the world ended up in the Bidens' back pockets. Wow, wow, wow. He seems to think he's got something huge here with all of these talkings here. Now, you sent me a report in the last day or so that said when Biden was vice president, Hunter Biden's business partners and assistants visited the White House over 80 times, you were telling me. In spite of that, Biden still insists, and he he still does. I have no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings, but criminal and congressional investigations into the first son and his family are grown strong right now. So, Ilana, I want to give you the floor for a few moments. And I want to do case in point and have you explain to the American people some of the uh, nitty gritty on some of the uh, unsavory characters, potentially, who have been visiting the White House. And I'm assuming, Ilana, they didn't visit for a White House tour of the Rose Garden. I imagine they're there for some other particular business uh, when Biden was uh, vice president, of course. Uh, You take the floor. Tell us about some of those, please. Well, it's interesting because, uh, no, they certainly didn't go to see the Rose Garden. In fact, uh, how many times can you see the Rose Garden after all? Uh, it gets boring after a while. <laughs> For sure. Um, <laughs> among the people on the, the visitor's log from the from the White House show that a number of Hunter associates visited the White House when Biden was vice president. Um, Devin Archer, if you remember that name, who was the co-founder of Rosemont Seneca Partners, that was the big investment um, um, company, I guess you'd call it, that um, that Hunter was a part of and that um, uh, came to light uh, after the uh, uh, revelation that Hunter's laptop uh, had been discovered and and looked at uh, and some of the information started to come out um the in december 2009 there was a visit for a holiday reception by devon archer Mm -hmm. at the biden's residence and on april 2014 there was a visit with biden in the west wing so you know for biden to say uh that he had no knowledge of of uh uh Hunter's business activities is just a flat-out lie. Because they were his business activities as well. (laughs) Of course they were, and everything went through Hunter, uh, and some of it, a lot of it, I would assume, went into uh, Biden's back pocket, as you said. Um, And he also, uh, Devin Archer also played golf with Biden and Hunter. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and so you know this is um this is something which is just just so obvious, uh, but there was there's much more. Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, that was the another co-founder and managing partner was Neil Callahan. They he also visited the White House. Uh, the visited visits seemed to be for tours, as you suggested they might be. 
but uh, the point the point person they met for with the tours um, was somebody named Kellen Suber. Um, it all gets very deeply entwined. Well, hold John on, they, they visited. If I got this right now from the notes, they visited the John Mayer. There visited seventeen visits. How many times do you take the tour at that point? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why it it, it gets so <laughs> silly if it weren't so serious. Joan Mayer is another person who is uh, who was vice president of Hunter's Rosemont Seneca Advisors um, from two thousand eight to two thousand seventeen. Uh, and she made at least 17 visits to the White House during that time. That's according to visitor logs. Crazy. Um, another former Hunter Biden assistant was Anne Marie Pearson. She uh, visited uh, the Obama White House at least five times. Um, and then she left the firm in 2014 and joined Vice President Biden's staff. Then there's a guy named Eric Schwerin who became one of Hunter Biden's closest friends and his business associate and who managed, uh, this is a quote, uh, managed almost every aspect of the financial life of the Bidens. And it may, he made at least 27 visits to the White House. And then there's a guy named Rob Walker, and he's another business partner at Rosemont Seneca. And he appeared in the White House visitor logs at least 16 times. I'm this goes on. The guy, Devin Archer, um, whom I, I mentioned before, uh, played golf with Biden and Hunter at least once during the Obama administration. And um, uh, this was after Hunter had board, joined the board of Burisma Holdings in the in Ukraine. And I mean, this is something. And it was after Ukraine. You, If you remember, that was when Vice President uh, Biden later announced or, or admitted or explained, or I don't know what the right verb would be, but he spoke about his efforts to essentially extort the Ukraine government of a, a billion dollar loan guarantee. If And he said he would only give them the loan guarantee if they fired the district attorney who was investigating Burisma, which is where his son was working. And sure enough, and he said, and I, I quote him, son of a bitch, they did it. They fired him. And then in 2013, Hunter joined his father, who was then vice president, on Air Force Two on an official visit to Beijing. And he didn't go as a tourist. He used that trip to um, to court Chinese investors. And they ended up paying him to help promote their interests with the U.S. government. So he used his position as the vice president's son to gain favor of Chinese companies with the American administration. There's a man, and this one's interesting. There's a man by the name of Yi Jianming, mm -hmm. who was the former chairman of the Chinese energy conglomerate. And he once gave Hunter a three-carat diamond estimated to be worth $80,000. Hmm. You know, this goes on and on and on. It doesn't stop. There, the amount of corruption in that family right. is so deep. He's Hunter is currently under federal investigation, but that, it's for a small thing, for failure to pay taxes. Um, on all his crooked behavior, right? 
Yeah, considering that yeah. what what it, the larger that the the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room is uh, the the possibility of something called treason. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a guy named Mike McCormick who was a sten stenographer in the White House for fifteen years, and he worked with Biden for six years. He claims that Biden was conducting malfeasance while he was in office in order to enrich his family. Right. He said, without hesitation, quote, Joe Biden is a criminal. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. since being off in office as president, Biden has done so much damage to this country. It, you can't even measure. Well, it. let it's horse that thought there. I'm, I want to dive okay. into that. But you, what you're describing with everything you just put out there, uh, really, Alana, to me is... To capsule it, I just made a note here, you know, through money laundering and exploitation of the American people, basically what Biden did was use the federal government and set up Biden Family Inc. to do all of these transactions. I mean, this is this is this has got to be, if not the biggest, one of the biggest well, treasonous activities, to, to, to be clear, as you say. But this is certainly tyranny on the high seat. But that's what he did. It's through money laundering and exploitation of the American people. I think they used this Biden family, Inc., under the federal government as a tool to enrich themselves. I mean, that's what James Comer is out to prove now, correct? Yeah, and I, I think that there's something more than just his personal yeah. Um, yeah. His, his personal uh, enrichment. Okay, what is it? You know, when, when that balloon started flying over the United States. Mm -hmm. It came up from first in over Idaho, then Montana, and then across the United States, targeting very, um, very highly sensitive strategic locations. And there was at least one time when that when it actually doubled back over a location, presumably to get a better view. This is something that um, Biden could have dealt with immediately. The fact that he did not, right. the fact that he did not destroy it until it had completed its mission mm -hmm. before shooting it down. Right. The question is, was this treason? There is treason is the only crime that is expressly defined by the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And the definition of treason against the United States, as spelled out in the Constitution, is very clear. Treason can only, treason shall only consist in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. Isn't that what Biden did with China when well, he refused to shoot down their spy balloon? He yeah. gave them, certainly gave them aid by allowing them mm -hmm. to do whatever they did over these sensitive yeah. sensitive sites that were basically um, the the center of our national security. Well, you bring us some good points there for sure. And I got to tell you, to take it further here, uh, connecting dots here, Lana. Let's talk a minute and connect a few dots for the American people. And that is what you just described with the spy balloon. You know, there have been a series of events now that have happened uh, in the short couple of years of the Biden administration. It seems like it's a lifetime already, Alana. You know, it's only been a couple of years. The damage that's been done to our nation is uh, is, is unbelievable. And oh, my gosh. When you think of this, you think about some of these events that happen, what I would call them is head scratching moments for the country where people look and say, wow, did, did an American president just do that? Like, did that really happen? 
as an instance, Ilana, Lehman, the 80 plus million dollars of high tech, amazing uh, American technology and equipment in Afghanistan for the enemy, uh, both them and China to access and get all of the secrets and all the way they're made and everything was right there. We gave it to them for that to happen. And we didn't have to walk away from any of that, but they chose to do that and they chose to leave it instead of getting it all out of there properly. That is a head scratching moment. You would have to say, is this person compromised? And then you look at, you talk about the spy balloon thing exactly there. Was he compromised? What What else comes to mind where the American people should question themselves right now is to, well, the southern border. Well, I just spoke to Mark Gregorian about that. Why would you why would you do this to our nation if you loved our nation and you're not protecting the American people? You're allowing criminals and terrorists and and uh, and it's not humanity. It's uh, it's it's inhumane what you're doing for the rapists and drug cartels and everything. The exploitation through the Darien Gap and throughout all areas of the border. Well, what does this all say, Alana? It, I think it says that that the president is heavily compromised, that he's taking orders from somebody. Um, I think we know who, a former president. Well, his name is no secret, Barack Obama. And and uh, he is doing what he is told to do. And the reward for this is that he gets to line his pockets mm-hmm. and nobody bothers him. There's no accountability. Does any of these do any of these cats ever pay a price? Now, the question you have to ask yourself, does this get so bad, so fast, so ugly in your face that it's so egregious and it's in raw terms that there's no other result? Boy, that would be a moment for this country, Alana, I'll tell you, to reckon with that. You know that? You know, you know, um, the, wow. the problem I, I have a problem. I, the first part is that I really appreciate what the Republicans are trying to do in Congress. The problem, the first problem is that in the Senate, they have a Democrat majority. So even if they pass something in the in the um, in, in Congress, uh, in the House of Representatives, it's not likely to pass in the Senate with uh, Schumer, Chuck Schumer yeah. at yeah. the head. Yeah, because they, yeah, because they don't put the country first. Nobody does. Republicans or Democrats They're... don't put the country first. They put their own interests first, uh, Ilana, period. Yeah, and but here's, here's the other half of it. Wow. You could say that, you know, maybe the American people are getting wise enough and the Republican... Yeah. The, the right is getting strong enough so that in the next election, we really can overcome, so to speak. Uh, Ilana, stay on the case there. There's so much more to talk about with you and other uh, geopolitical stories for us to cover uh, around the globe here. Uh, so it's uh, always a privilege to have you here. It's uh, a privilege to be on your show. Hey, friends, thank you, all of you, for being here uh, again, being on the mission. Uh, what a tremendous uh, conversations today and, and broadcast and uh uh, we, we need you to get the truth out there. We need you to get back to AmericaOutloud.com. That's your part out there. And share, 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 share the out loud truth. Please get it out there. I, I can't, I got to ask you to beg you to please do that. If you don't do that, then it falls on deaf ears. Uh, and I'm going to be relentless about this point. I need you to share. I need you to double, triple, quadruple down and share everything multiple times over. Get the out loud truth uh, out across our nation. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.